Hi friends, I'm Katie Brinkley and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. With nearly two decades helping business owners, consultants, and coaches with their digital marketing, I know that social media can be an incredible tool to grow your business when you know how to do it the right way. And that's what we're going to do today. I teach you how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship and digital marketing, and hopefully you'll grow your business with a few great tips you wouldn't have known otherwise, and maybe even discover a great local business you love. Let's dive into today's episode. Today, we're going to spend a little bit of time on one of my favorite social media platforms, the gram. Yes, folks, we are talking Instagram today, and we're going to be talking about how we can actually start getting people off of the feed and into your DMs so that we can get more people to visit our websites, to listen to our podcast. Because you've heard me say this before, the magic happens in the DMs, right? It happens in the DMs. That's where you can have that one-to-one conversation instead of the one-to-many. But how do you get people into the DMs without being weird or spammy? So I brought in my good friend, Jeff Dwoskin, and he and I, man, you know, I was trying to think about when we first met, but we got to hang out together at Social Media Week Lima. We've hung out together at PodFest in the past, and he is a Michigan man, so he immediately holds a dear spot in my heart because many of you know I'm a huge Michigan Wolverines fan, so anyone that lives in the state of Michigan, I'm a instantly a huge fan of. And we also both love Dunkin' Donuts coffee. So in addition to being a Dunkin' Donuts coffee lover, Jeff is a tech entrepreneur, podcaster, and professional stand-up comedian, which I was unaware of. I mean, he does make me laugh a lot. So it makes perfect sense that he is a stand-up comedian. And he actually started his journey in the tech industry back in 1997 when he founded his own website development company, which was one of the pioneering companies in the country at the time. And so he does a lot of stuff in the tech space. He's a really funny guy. And the reason I brought him in to talk about Instagram is because he has this really cool tool that's I'm just a super fan of, and you might, and after listening to this episode, you might say, so that's why she does that. So Jeff, we're going to dive into the world of the gram today. Thank you so much for joining me on Rocky Mountain Marketing. It's so good to be here. Thank you. (laughs) And Jeff, I have to say this publicly so that Everyone in the world can hear it. Thank you for your patience with helping me with so much stuff on my Instagram, getting it set up, because you have been truly amazing with getting me set up with this tool that I think is so incredible. I think it's really revolutionizing the way that we can have, like I said, one-to-one conversation instead of just the one-to-many and not be spending all day on social media. For those listeners that are regular listeners, you know I'm all about being effective and efficient with your time on social media. How can you connect with your ideal clients and customers as efficiently as possible so that you can get out and go grow your business? And you've created a really cool tool that is helping people do that. So before we get into what this amazing tool is, why did you decide to uh, get out of the, you know, the website commerce space and and move into social media. I mean, like, I'm so thankful you did, but what was kind of the driving force behind that? The original driving force was the stand-up comedy and becoming obsessed with Twitter. 
which I will always call Twitter. And so building up my Twitter, OG verified, not verified anymore, because I will not pay for it. But, you know, so I became obsessed with social media and building community on Twitter and spent a lot of time there is a sort of an adjunct to my comedy world, created this app and this community called Hashtag Roundup, where we did these call and response hashtag games on Twitter from like 2015 to 2023. It was like marriage in four words, stuff like that. We ran like an entire community where every 90 minutes we were doing a different game and we had hosts. And over the time period, we trended organically in the United States top 10, like over 8,000 hashtags. So there's, if you went to trends in any time during that, there's a good chance it was my hashtag roundup that was trending. Not like Monday motivation. I don't mean stuff like that, but like you know, just <laughs> weird things that you would see trending. Like people go, why is this trending? It was like, good chance it was from uh, my app and community <laughs> that was that was doing it. But all that came from me being a comedian. And then we started to mess around and play with technologies on top of that. And we originally built what became Stampede Social on Twitter as a call and response for that platform. And then we did move away as we kind of saw stuff happening, you know, in the Elon purchase timeframe. <laughs> and eventually we would have had to move away. I mean, we were, luckily we jumped six months prior, but when they, not to get technical, but they changed the APIs from $0 to like $40,000. So changed the model. But we had seen like this need on Instagram because I had worked at Little Caesars headquarters in Detroit, Michigan. I worked on their digital strategy and then moved to their marketing team and was their director of consumer engagement. So I got to work very closely with social and the agencies and knowing what people were doing on Instagram at a very high level. I realized there was, there's a lot of gaps in Instagram. Instagram for being like one of the top, 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 top platforms has a lot of gaps, especially when it comes to creators, brands, influencers, things you can't really do that easily. So, so I decided to fix it. <laughs> well, so, and, and that's, I'm, like I said, I'm so thankful that you did. And one of the things that you said too, was that kind of popped out to me that I, I want to come back to before we dive into exactly what Stampede Social does, but community. You're building out your community on Twitter that allowed you to become, to go trending, which, you know, it's in this day and age is kind of like going viral. But how did you go about building that community? And why do you think that it was so important to have that community? You know, it's interesting when you can find people that are like-minded, right? And want to do the same kind of things. So, I accidentally stumbled upon the whole idea of hashtags by accident. It was like, I, f I found one and I'm like, oh, this is so fun. This is so fun. And then realized there were some people that were doing some stuff with these hashtags. And there was like a little group already that existed. But I realized, ah, oh, I'm always away from Twitter. I can never, I can never, you know, I'm missing every game. And, you know, and I was a comedian, yeah. so this was fun for me. It's like a writing exercise. If you're in school, it's like, equivalent of a prompt, right? The good way to kind of do things. And I saw it as a great way for people to be able to create content because most people didn't know what to tweet. They didn't know what to do. So I'm like, oh, well, if here's a hashtag game or a way to apply your creativity, 
and we can do that every 90 minutes. You can jump in and out as you wish, and you don't have to just post pictures of your breakfast and then wonder, what am I supposed to do now? You know, you can always yeah. be kind of doing that. And then the community would like and retweet. So you have this natural thing. The app that we built, which I built because I had moved from web development and I needed to build an app so people could think I could build an app, wasn't enough. Like, oh, I worked on million dollar web pages. Did you build an app? <laughs> I was like, no, I've never built an app. Oh, well, we can't help you. You can't work here. I'm like, what? So I just built my own app and we built a whole back end to it. And so if a game started at 9 a.m., your phone beeped. You got a notification. Hey, there's a game going on. So basically I created a Pavlovian call and response. You know, go to Twitter, yeah. boom, my phone just rang or beeped. So we started with the app. We started building people. They download the app and then the word spread and people just made it easier to kind of focus people around a, a particular thing. Now you got your discords and stuff like that. Those yeah. weren't as, as prevalent maybe at the time, or if they were, they just, you know, I didn't know about them as much. And so it was just a way to kind of get people all focused and supporting each other. They just wanted to have a good time on the platform. And so, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Well, but it's one of the things where collaboration over competition, which I think is so important as an entrepreneur, how can we work together? And social media is a great example of that. Man, I sure love that you follow me on social media because I, I get at least a like out of, you know, Jeff every time I post, you know, and I was actually talking to one of my friends, actually, you know her too, Jeff, Andrea. And she said something to me. She said, you know, I, thank you for always commenting on my posts. And I was like, it takes me like maybe 10 seconds. It's not, I was like, of course, you know, I, I, I'm happy to do it. Like, so I'm supporting you. It's, an, it's the, literally the least I can do. And it's, it's so true when you're, when you have the, just commenting on someone's post, liking someone's post is such an easy thing to do. It's such an easy way to collaborate and it helps your entrepreneur, you know, friends so much. So I think that that tool was exactly what we, what you need when you're trying to just go, like you said, you made a game out of it, but I mean, like I have my 10 minutes a day where I pop into Facebook, scroll the feed. I have the people that I, you know, leave the comments on and, and then I'm done. But I went and kind of paid it forward for, for just 10 minutes. That's a great point. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's interesting. Like, I'm sure you found the same thing. Like when I first started podcasting, my initial response was, why do I need to be friends with podcasters? We're fighting for the same ears, the same listens. And then I realized, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, reverse that thinking pretty quick. Your greatest kind of the greatest people you can be friends with as a podcaster or other podcasters, they're actually the most supportive. And like you realize, oh, that is the community that I want. It's interesting when you say how easy it is to support people, but how many people, you know, don't do that and what they support and what they don't. Facebook's a really good kind of feel good in one moment, not the next moment, right? You post a picture of your cool Halloween costume, you probably got 900 <laughs> likes, right? And then the next thing you post, Hey, here's an interview I did with someone. It took me three years to hunt down, five years to prep, one year, one hour, yeah. five hours to prep, one hour to do, and then nobody likes it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you get like two likes. Yeah, no, for two real, likes, it's right? so true. 
Well, and this is actually a great segue into Instagram with the comments and everything and driving the sales, driving the listens, driving the downloads, whatever, driving the leads. And so comments are a very easy way, like I said, to pay it forward. But that's what I, you know, that's what I always am driving people to do. I'm not ever saying to people, click the link in my bio or be sure to download this wherever you listen to your favorite episode. I'm always telling people to leave a comment and it's twofold. One, I do it because it helps me in the algorithm because more comments you have, the more that the algorithm pushes you out. Sure. But two, in a world of podcasting, it's amazing to be able to talk to somebody that's listening to the episode. Right now, you and I are having this conversation, Jeff, and I don't know who's on the other side listening, but when somebody does hashtag podcast, I send them the direct link to this episode. I can then pop back in and say, hey, Jenny, what did you think of the episode? What was your biggest takeaway? I can actually ask my listeners a question and see what they think about it. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's interesting because, and I appreciate you never saying go to my link in bio. It's the worst <laughs> thing ever. Like nobody actually does it. It's like right. It's incredible. Yeah, comments are kind of are gold, right? I mean, likes are the minimum you can do. We mentioned minimum earlier. A like is nice. I'm not going to not take a like. Those are yeah. Nice. I'll take a like any day. Yeah. <laughs> but a comment. Hey, even a fire emoji. I mean, like emojis have made, it's been, it's so easy now to do the, the bare minimum of, of even a comment that, you know, it's, it's nice when people know that you saw it, like nothing drives me crazier than when someone goes, Oh yeah, I saw that. Why didn't you like it? Why didn't you comment? Right. What, what, I mean, if I hadn't bumped into you three months later, I never even would have known. It's like, but yeah, t- take a minute, you know? It is so crazy to me, just side note, because I have people that like I'll, I'll run into, like you just said, at events or um, at the grocery store, and they'll be like, man, it, you know, I haven't mean to talk to you about, you know, social media or it looks like you're killing it. Like with all the speaking you're doing, I'm like, why don't you like my posts then? Like there, you <laughs> obviously see it. <laughs> I, I see it all the time. So I don't know, 20 years ago, probably 30 years ago, actually, I was on the cover of a magazine, corporate Detroit. I was on the cover, me, my brother, my business partner, we'd started the web development company. You mentioned we were on the cover of this magazine, right? This is when people still read magazines. Okay. So months later, it was my rabbi. My rabbi was like, oh yeah, I saw that. I'm like, you didn't think that's not worth a call. <laughs> I mean, how many people, you know, on cover of magazines, <laughs> you know, this is before social media, right? <laughs> I'm, yes. like, I'm like, you've just, uh-huh. you've just waited to randomly bump into me to maybe mention it. I don't think, you know, if you're not a creator, I don't think you get it. You know what I mean? It's like, creators go out of their way, I think, to help other creators. Like if that's why podcasters are always popping up and liking your stuff. That's why other people that maybe do blogs or do this or influencers will go out of their way to like things that you're doing because they understand, they know that's what makes us feel good and what keeps Mm -hmm. us going. I mean, we know people are listening and doing all those things, but I feel like this is like a one-on-one for just normal people who know creators, how to deal with them. Yeah, well, and, and I think that too, this is where I think that if you aren't seeing results from your social media, 
think about it this way is, are you going in and are you engaging? And two, what, what, that's most important, start engaging. If you're on social media, engage, because that's what kind of what it was meant for. It was meant to connect. And when you like something, when you comment on something, that's connecting. So that's important rule number one. But number two, I would say, think about your calls to action. Are you driving people to the comments because you want to move those people, those biggest fans into the DMs? And that's exactly. what Stampede exactly. Social does, right? You set up, set up a campaign and then you just say, in the, and you set up a campaign, which would be like a hashtag and the URL. So the hashtag might be Jeff, right? Hashtag Jeff. So you post this and you say, I had the best conversation with Jeff Dwoskin, probably the best conversation that I've ever had on this podcast ever. Comment hashtag Jeff below and I'll DM you a link to the episode, right? So they comment hashtag Jeff and then they automatically get a DM from you and it says, thanks for commenting hashtag Jeff, here's your link. And then boom, when you get to it, you get to it. Because that's the other interesting thing. But that's the thing is it's all done. Automatically. Automatically. It's not me. It's not me going in and starting that conversation. And this is one of the things that with comments, if someone comments hashtag Jeff to listen to the episode, they've put it out there. They've basically stood on top of a building and said, I'm okay with you DMing me. They've said it's for everyone to hear and to know that you gave them permission to go into their DMs because there's so many, and I think that LinkedIn has got a serious problem right now of just weird, spammy, unsolicited people showing up and trying to sell to them. Whereas you've given people permission to be there. Yeah, LinkedIn's a little different animal in terms of, I don't know that any of those are legit via Microsoft tech, right? So this yeah. is all using meta tech. <laughs> and it's interesting about whether you're a podcaster and you're trying to get people to listen to an episode or you're doing a webinar, or I know you do master classes, right? This is great for driving that. When you set up a campaign, it doesn't just work on comments. So, I mean, a post comment or a real comment. It also works direct to DM. Mm -hmm. So if it's a sensitive topic, you could say DM me, hashtag Jeff, and then that'll trigger the automated DM as well, the link. Stories, you can comment on a story and get the DM or go on live on Instagram and have people comment during an Instagram live, which we've seen actually, especially for like masterclasses and stuff like that, tremendous success where people go on and they're talking to people one-on-one -on -one, because now you're taking that DM concept you were talking about earlier and being even more personal because you're live with them. And then they're commenting and they're getting the DM mm -hmm. from you. But the interesting thing about like stories, because a lot of people are like, well, it's got a URL sticker, which look, no one was more excited to get a URL sticker than me when they made the limitations, <laughs> you know, down from 10,000 followers or less. But here's the thing, right? Is Anytime someone wants to listen to Rocky Mountain podcast, classic conversations, that's my personal podcast, anyone's podcast that you're listening to or masterclass, anything like that. It's an Instagram concept of I've just bumped into it randomly and I have time to actually do it at that moment. Usually don't mix and mash, right? So if I come to this episode and I'm like, wow, this seems like the greatest episode of Katie's podcast ever. Uh, but I don't have time to stop my life and listen to this 30 minute gem after gem 
of an episode. <laughs> but I can comment and I can get into my DM. Same thing with a story, right? If the link's there, it means I'm clicking a link and it's opening a browser on my phone. And maybe I'll remember it's there, which I won't because there's a million open browsers on my phone, right? But now it's in my DM. So I comment on the story. Now it's in my DM. I know where it is. I can go back to it. It's in my personal mm -hmm. DM with you. I can listen to it when I'm ready. I'm jogging, I'm running, doing exercise. I don't exercise. Yeah. But if I did, this is when I would listen to this. <laughs> and it, But it's just there. Hashtag Jeff. Oh, that was a great episode <laughs> with Jeff and Katie ruling the world and I can click on it and then I can listen to it when I'm ready because it's there. And we see like over hundred percent click through rate. People click on it and or click on it more than yeah. once even because it's just easy. I always joke, I could retire with the information and knowledge that I've gathered and saved on LinkedIn if I could find it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. the same thing. Every time yeah. you save any of one of these things, it's always somewhere and no one knows where that is. And if you do know where it is, good chance they've changed the UI at some point and now it's somewhere else and you just can't find it. And so this is in your DMs. So it's always there. It's nice. Like I was saying earlier, you now have that opportunity to actually talk to the person because it's in the DMs. If it's a podcast episode, if it's for a masterclass, if it's for signing up for one of your lead magnets or, or whatever, you now have somebody that has said, I'd like to go one step further with you other than just following you on social media. I want to go just a little bit deeper with you and you can have a conversation with them. I'm not saying to go up and be like, okay, now it's time to time to go in for the kill and, you know, sell, sell, sell. But I mean, you can actually have a conversation with your ideal client or customer with your biggest fans. I've actually been using stampede for when I speak. So anyone that is a speaker or doing podcasts, doing networking and whatever, this is one of the cool things about stampede is you can actually have people DM you using a QR code at an event that you're speaking at. Yeah. It, I, if you go to on our campaigns page, there's this QR code just sitting there and that, and you can download that. There's nothing special about it other than we made it for you. And so what happens generally if you're in a conference, everyone puts up their QR code and it's like what I said before with the stories or whatever. It's like they point their phone at the QR code. It goes to just a web page, which means it just opens a browser on your phone. So at the end of the conference, you've got 10 browsers open and likely you're not, I mean, unless everyone's much more disciplined than me, I never go through it. It just looks like a hot mess <laughs> later. So you don't know which is which. You just got a bunch of open things. And the reality is also, I don't download PDFs to my phone, right? So you want to do it later when you're on a desktop or something like that. But with the QR code, you set up a campaign. So Katie's there on stage, you know, and they, hey, DM me, hashtag, you know, Ignite or Slides or whatever it is. And then you're DMing her because that QR code opened up her DM. And then you get a reply. And then later it's, you know, there for when you need it in your DMs with Katie. But here's the cooler part. The cooler part for the speaker is if there's 200 people in the audience and let's say 30 of them do it, you literally have built a lead list of those 30 people because they've engaged with you. They don't even have to click on the link, but they DM you. It's now in your mm -hmm. DMs and in a report that Stampede Social gives you. So you know exactly which 30 to follow up with. If they complete the action, great. 
But otherwise, if you had just sent them to a web address, you'd have no idea that 30 people did it, that two only filled out the form. You'd see those two and you go, oh, I got two. But then you lost yeah, the yeah. lead of the other 28, but now you don't because now you're capturing it at the, an yeah. earlier moment. And then you can follow up with them. If they, hey, did you sign up? Because you'll know if they signed up just because they signed up. Yeah. No, and, and, and it's so true because like I have a, a lead magnet that does pretty well for me. It generates, I'll, I'll just say around 20 leads per day. So if I go to a conference and let's say I get, you know, 25 lead or 25 people have signed up for my lead magnet or whatever, I don't know which ones were from the conference and which ones were from just the lead magnet working. By going this route, now I can be like, aha, so Julie was at the conference and Jenny was at the conference and so was Jeff and they requested it. I can then say like, hey, it was great to see you at the conference. Thanks again for downloading it. You have that next level of connection with people. Right. You, you can set up way. a campaign that's specific for that conference. It's just Lima. You mentioned we went to the Lima conference. Hashtag Lima 23, right? And so, you, and then once that conference yep. is over, you just... You never use that one again, right? And so, you know, yeah. you just go from there. So then it makes it even easier because you don't even have to remember later when you look back at the reporting, like, oh, th this was during that time frame, So it must have been from that conference type thing. So you can kind of help yourself that way as well. Well, Jeff, this has been such a great conversation. And obviously, you know, this is hashtag Jeff, the best podcast episode ever that people are going to need to listen to. Um, you know, if, if people want to connect with you, listen to Classic Conversations, which I still need to come on one of these days when I'm not having to take kids to soccer practices and stuff, I would love to be a guest on your show. But if they want to listen to Classic Conversations, check out Stampede Social, all the things, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, classic conversations. If you're into pop culture and nostalgia, I talk to TV and film folks that I grew up watching on TV. And then, you know, there's and stand up comedians as well, because I've been in that world as well. That you can find on Apple or wherever. Just type in classic conversations. And if you start to type with Jeff, it'll show up. Because for some reason, it likes to say, oh, classic conversations? You meant classical? No. <laughs> That's a whole different <laughs> podcast. But if you're into classical music, feel free to check that one out too. And then uh, Stampede Social is stampede.social. And that's our webpage. It has all the goodness there. You can check it out. And there's plans and pricing there. So you can you can sign up. And there's depending on how where you are in your Instagram journey, you can pick the right plan that for you to start automating and doing your thing on Instagram. So if you're a podcaster, if you're doing speaking events, if you're an author, you know, if you're wanting to get more conversations with your audience, this is a great tool to be using. And I've been using it now for a few months. You probably will start recognizing it now over on Instagram. Like, oh, yep, sure enough. Katie's got, got one of her campaigns going here. So Jeff, really thank you again so much for joining me on Rocky Mountain Marketing today. It was a pleasure talking all things Instagram with you. I love being here. It's the best. Hashtag Jeff. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Make sure to subscribe so that you can continue navigating the world of entrepreneurship. And I'd love to hear from you. Please leave the show a review and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley or connect with me on LinkedIn. 
And if you're ready to start making some sales on social media, be sure to grab my free guide to selling in the DMs without being spammy. You can get that at katiebrinkley.com. Let's keep taking your marketing to all new heights.